Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hello, hello, and welcome to another edition of the Niner Noise Podcast, part of the Fansided Podcast Network. My name is Robert Morrison. I am a contributor at NinerNoise.com, and I have here with me the uh, now really super famous uh, for his uh, edition uh, part in the uh, the latest uh, fan-sided podcast, I uh, have with me another contributor, uh, Chris Wilson. Chris, how how are you doing, you you famous guy? You, I was doing good until you mentioned that. So <laughs> thank you for bringing it up. Um, Talking about before, you, if, I yeah. had the pleasure of um, doing a spot on a big video podcast from the front seat of my car. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I, I guess I, I learned why, um, like the whole like uh, above the head selfie thing. Yeah, that's a thing because a real, the below real your face um, video. That, I'd say it's, it's less not than a, optimal. Not usually. It's a very awkward angle for sure. You were supposed to say that I look fine, but I didn't. No, no, no. For ev- for everyone. But also for the, everyone. Uh, um, you know the lack of uh, you know professional studio slash wardrobe. <laughs> but, but you know what? It happened, and it's that's the worst thing it's that happens to me, I guess. Uh, yeah, for I sure. Live a pretty good life. So. Yeah. Well, um, <laughs> but otherwise, I'm yeah. doing fantastic because Excellent. the 49ers are undefeated, yes. like no other team in the NFC. This is true. Um, coming off a of bye week, so we didn't we didn't have much to talk about in terms of games, you know, leading into this week, last week, uh, and now we don't have anything to talk about from last week for this week. As much. So we're going to talk about a couple other things we'll get into in a moment. Uh, the 49ers are coming off their bye week. Uh, you know, the conversation about whether or not it was too early or whatnot is uh, beyond us uh, because uh, it's over now and they're into uh, preparation for week five. Um, hopefully, the bye week allowed them to, to rest up, get some people healthy. Hopefully, we're getting closer to names like Tevin Coleman and Jalen Hurd being ready. 
Obviously, other names like Joe Staley um, and uh, Trent Taylor are still a, a little ways down the road, as is uh, Akella Witherspoon. Um, but hopefully we're starting to see some people coalesce a little better and get themselves up to speed. Um, but the good news was that the bye week allowed them to to find themselves in a very fortuitous situation um, due to losses by the Rams, the Packers, and the Cowboys in week four. Um, they The 49ers now sit alone atop both the NFC West and the NFC overall and they're the only undefeated team left in the nfc one of three left in the entire nfl uh chris is this the best news or the greatest news that you've heard today i like both both of those choices (laughs) yeah and um (laughs) and i promised um all of our listeners that i would try to uh cut the season short over the bye week but instead i decided not to and then we've benefited because the Niners are now um, owners of the number one seed in the NFC. Yeah, so right. Home I field goes I through Santa Clara right now. The road now to the Super Bowl. Before the next game. Yeah, now would be the time before to cut, we, to we cut the season. To cut it short. And uh, I, don't know, I don't know if you've, you've seen the latest Football Outsiders predictions, but but they say currently the 49ers have a 7.3% chance of becoming Super Bowl champions. This Interesting, year, apparently, right. and a seventy-one percent right. chance of making the playoffs. I mean, that seems good. That's I'll that, take that, it. <laughs> yeah, it, it, I mean, I don't know. The the once the once you get to the playoffs, things get weird, um, and so I don't put a lot of stock in those numbers. But the playoff number, I like. That's a good. That's a good number. Yeah, yeah. Uh, for sure, and one that we have not seen in a long, long, long time. So <laughs> I'm I'm yeah, all for it. Absolutely. It's all about getting to the playoffs, and then you know once you get there, pretty much anything can happen. Hope something weird happens for sure. But um, maybe even more important than than those statistics was the uh, the football outsider statistics that the the you know after our conversation uh, last week about going nineteen and zero, the the forty nine ers apparently have a point one percent chance of going sixteen and zero this season. So point <laughs> yeah, one. So, so yeah, I was. Um, shooting down that that idea last week but apparently i was a genius yeah but so you're saying there's a chance <laughs> exactly you know you beat me to it thanks a lot buddy yeah that, that, well you know it would be weird if you said it to yourself for sure um so, so that's all that, these are all good things and we're in a good spot for sure as, as uh 49ers fans without a doubt um but uh during the bye week a couple of uh other things uh, took place some sort of lower level uh, roster moves. Uh, Chris, you want to talk a little bit about uh, those uh, roster moves that have taken place, including one that literally just happened as we were getting ready to to go into the studio to record this episode. Um, Chris, want to tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, we actually have some bye week news for a change. You know, the uh, latest news and potentially the the most significant. In news for the 49ers roster is uh, Anton Exum has been released and replaced with uh, Marcel Harris, who's been promoted from the practice squad. I'm not quite sure you know, at, at this point what that means, mm-hmm. whether the team is concerned with uh, Moore's, I guess, slow reconversion back to the safety position. I think that might be something you talk about later. Yeah. Harris was, um, well... He, he he looked like a rookie when he was a rookie, but he he made some splash plays, and he's definitely an exciting player who you know, could progress into a, a a decent NFL player once he learns the system and once he learns to you know, control some of the the big unnecessary hits. Yeah, continue his progression and field discipline. 
work on some of the coverage skills and just you know the, the various things that you would want a uh, a young uh, a young free safety or strong safety to really work hard on to improve his craft. Right. The first couple of years of his uh, of his NFL career. For sure, I was I was going to say this probably tells us more about uh, where they think Jimmy Ward is as well, uh, because if they're able to move on from Exum, who was ostensibly the only backup that they had for more at the free safeties position, because uh, Harris definitely profiles more the uh, the the strong safety backup to Trukowski Tart type of player, I think. Um, so I I think it is interesting in terms of like who it tells us more about. Um, pun not intended, um, but I think this has got to be good news for Jimmy Ward's <laughs> opportunities. I guess it's, but such as that is, um, I don't know. It's an interesting move, but it's sort of lower level, probably depth move than more than anything else at this point. Harris is definitely a guy that you do not want to be playing free safety. <laughs> you, you definitely want him to be playing, uh, you know, strong safety. And you know, they do have a guy in Tart who can play free safety significantly better than than Harris. Harris can right. Harris is definitely a guy you want in the box as opposed to um, in, the, in, in the middle third of the field where uh, he you know, definitely get in trouble. Right, for sure. The Fortnite has also uh, made a couple of other, uh, as of right now, uh, appearing to be minor moves. But you know, <laughs> one injury away uh, <laughs> could be some very very significant moves. Hey. They signed cornerback um uh, tease Tabor from the um from the lions he was a second rounder back in 2017 played at the university of florida looked like a real high uh um yeah, potential high draft pick um you know, you know was selected in the uh, second round but then you know, he ran like a 4740 that sort of uh um yeah Put the kibosh on, yeah, not, on, not on, on his potential of being drafted, uh, in, you know, there in the first round. So it, he's a guy who's who's played very poorly in his two seasons in the league, <laughs> and San Francisco will hopefully be a perfect place for him to learn how to play the cornerback position on the, the NFL, practice squad, uh, and, uh, and stop taking some of these you know, you know, crazy risk risky plays that are he's either a feast or famine, you know, touchdown one way or touchdown the other way. Hopefully the Niners staff can work on reining him in a little bit as a defender. Teach him to be a little bit more uh, disciplined going forward. So yeah, hopefully absolutely. the kid can begin to have a successful NFL career. The third major major slash minor move, we'll see, <laughs> is, uh, is the, the signing of um, Jared Jones-Smith, who was an, un, a former undrafted free agent, and he... He played with the Dolphins, I believe, was the last team that he played with over the preseason, and the Dolphins cut him. So, <laughs> if the Dolphins are cutting you, there's in 2019, that. <laughs> oh boy, that's all yeah. I gotta say. He will be the second player that we um, you know, snatch up off the street and you know, turn into a uh, into a starter. Sure. Uh, hopefully, here in the next couple. Well, hopefully, not in the next hopefully, couple. I weeks. was gonna <laughs> say, hopefully not. But have, have a, a starter caliber. Maybe, yeah. The, the, you know, he and you know Tease and Jared can go hang out on the practice squad and learn so many things. And as long as they stay there, we're okay. That's that's my thought on it. <laughs> Remember, this this is the uh, the the bye week, so yes, you know, our, well, yeah, our, our news mean, is limited. But yeah, hey, I think I'll, I'll the, take it. the Exum uh, release. You know, is fairly significant. Yeah. I was surprised to see that. Yeah, for sure. Which uh, I don't know. The, I mean, that we could look at that from thirteen different ways. Like I said before, um, 
maybe Harris has shown a lot. Maybe, I mean, we already know this team really loves Jimmy Ward for reasons. Um, <laughs> and our, uh, you know, maybe Tarvarius more enters in that conversation. There's just a lot of things that go into this. Um, but with with those uh, moves in mind, actually completely separate from those moves, forget that. That was a terrible uh, <laughs> move into the next section. Um, so for our one-up, one-down section for this week, because we didn't have a game last week, uh, Chris, your suggestion was to talk about the MVPs um, and LVPs through three games for those of you who are not familiar with the vernacular that's most valuable player and least valuable player through uh, the three games so far. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and start uh, with my MVP, and I'm going to give my MVP. There was a, just a lot of people that could have gotten this, a lot of pl- directions this could have gone, but I'm going to go with uh, rookie edge defender Nick Bosa, um, who's just who's played really well so far. Um, he has 17 total pressures on just 72 pass rush snaps uh, so far um, through three games. That is a 23.6% uh, pressure rate, uh, which, uh, as my understanding, is pretty good uh, <laughs> if you're getting to the, to the to the quarterback almost a quarter of the time you're going to be fine um now he's only uh got I, i've seen different numbers on this whether he had whether or not he has one sack or two sacks or a sack and a half it's i don't really know he hasn't gotten a lot of sacks so far um in terms of those those countable numbers um but the fact of the matter is he's he's creating a lot of pressure as that pressure rate alludes to um and he's forced the opposing quarterbacks into bad decisions. I think it's safe to say that at least one of Jameis Winston's week one interceptions was directly related to Bosa's uh, pressure. I'm pretty sure that he was a he was the one who sort of flushed uh, flushed Mason Rudolph sorry <laughs> flushed Mason Rudolph out of the pocket um, for the interception that went to Kwan Williams on uh, against the Steelers. Uh, so he is while he's not maybe necessarily racking up the sacks yet. Um, I think those are going to come, uh, but the the fact of the matter is he's he's doing enough to create turnovers across the defense, which is uh, a major part of why the turnover numbers were so low in 2018. Um, and I think Bosa, along with the rest of that defensive line, is is really uh, just wrecking offensive lines uh, across the NFL so far. Um, like I said, he's still got work to do. He's still a, a, a rookie with three games. Um, on under his belt so he needs to work on some some tackling and and he obviously would like to see the sack numbers uh go up a tick but for me he's just been really impressive so far uh through three games totally agree and the latest i guess half joke is that his his, his arms are are a inch too short or some (laughs) some silliness like that (laughs) so it's all because of that you know he's he's never going to be a a great player in the nfl because those arms just uh, an inch too short (laughs) <laughs> yeah, but he hasn't really tallied up the sacks, but the the quarterback pressures are really more important. Yeah, absolutely. Than, than sacks, you know, you know. I mean, sacks are great. I love sacks, <laughs> especially uh, especially when they're not against Garoppolo. Yeah, sure. <laughs> sacks are good for for keeping uh, offenses you know behind schedule, which, mm-hmm. which you know can cause turnovers. But the quarterback pressures are really what would cause cause turnovers yeah and um yeah and the the player you were referencing uh i believe that he, he did flush him out of the pocket and then Ar- i think armstead was uh was going for the the sack which 
They were all there. <laughs> yeah. was just excited to get get rid of the ball. I didn't, didn't <laughs> really like, care ah. where he threw it. He's like, hey, there's a guy who wants to catch the ball. And just threw it right into his hands. Um, yeah, yeah but, I mean, he's definitely, I mean, he, he's affecting the game. He is a very, very important part of the 49ers defensive line and playing well in the run game and, and uh, playing well against the pass, pressuring quarterbacks. He's he's a uh, definite, definite uh MVP candidate for the first three games of the season for for the Forty ers and a potential uh, defensive uh, you know rookie of the uh, of the year candidate. Yeah, uh, I was going to say NFL. so far he's keep, probably keeps, running away with the award. And, and, you know, <laughs> and, and unfortunately, if he ta- he's going to have to tally up the uh, yeah, I think you know, the sack numbers to to make that list. Unfortunately, I think if he gets in that sort of you know seven, eight, nine range and keeps up the pressure rate where it is, I think he's going to run away with that award, but that's just me. Yeah. Um, all right, uh, Chris, on to your MVP for the first three weeks. I really wanted to give it to Garoppolo because, as you told me, I, lo- I love him. Or, or have a, have a, <laughs> He's your boo, is what I said. I <laughs> have some boo. type of passion for him, which may or yes. may not be true. Yeah. <laughs> but he felt just a, a, little, a little short for me. And in, instead, I'm going to cheat and give it to the entire 49ers offensive line because I, I think that's fair. That, yeah, because the offensive line is, although they did, well, they helped Grappolo somewhat last week. They helped him <laughs> get pounded in the ground a lot, but they, they also gave him the opportunity to, you know, to, to play a fantastic game. Yeah, for sure. Though he he probably spent some time. Uh, uh, you know, getting iced down <laughs> over the next couple of days is a good, good thing for him. We had, we had a bye week uh, in the upcoming week, uh, but but you know, not not just in the passing game, but also in the uh, in the running game. And and uh, both uh, Mostert and Brita have really benefited by an offensive line that right now is one of the somehow <laughs> one of the better offensive lines in the uh, the entire NFL. Yeah, somehow is inter- is the is the interesting part of that, isn't it? It's 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 kind of a miracle, not not like overall, but it is kind of funny um, how that was one of the question marks uh, coming into the season. And they've been, you know, they've had some injuries and they haven't been perfect, but they've they've done well um, across the line. I, I think for sure. It remains like, like perhaps the biggest question mark, <laughs> which is which is also crazy. It's like you lose your best player, you know, uh, McClinchy on the other side, you know doesn't have his best game uh, <laughs> with his uh, partner in crime Staley out in the following game. And they have very, very little in the way of, uh, of depth, but somehow they're, you know, leading the league in, in, in a lot of metrics. So just whatever they're doing, keep on going. So, because it's, uh, it's working so far and the and, you know, camaraderie and the cohesion is a, uh, it's a good thing. And you know, I don't know if it, if it has to do with, with, um, Confidence and Garoppolo, as well as the running game, or just you know, general improved offensive line coaching and play, or the time that they've they've had together, but they've been they've really been lights out. I mean, just looking at you know, Brita's and and Mostert's numbers, uh, and I guess we, you know, part of the time we had Coleman in there too, stealing some touches from the the two of them. And of course, we have Wilson in there stealing all the uh, all the touchdowns. <laughs> all from both the of touchdowns, <laughs> yeah. Breeze running at a uh, you know five point five yard clip. Mostert at a five point nine yard clip. Those are those are pretty good numbers. You say there's that. Sorry, go ahead. Those are pretty good numbers. Yeah, yeah. I, I I'd say they're uh, not, you know, not, definitely not too bad. At this rate, if the pair 
continue at, at the uh, yards per carry rate that they're rushing right now. But both of them will crack a thousand yards rushing. With Brita over twelve hundred yards, and then Mostert uh, a little bit under eleven hundred yards, including another uh, three hundred and sixty, three hundred and seventy yards through the air. So, I mean, you have two feature backs who are doing it on fairly limited carries, and these are not guys that the 49ers spend a lot of draft capital on. So I mean, you really do have to credit the, you know, obviously you have to credit Shanahan in his scheme, but you also have to credit the, the offensive line for, uh, you know, for keeping Grappolo upright as long, as long as they can <laughs> and, uh, and opening up those holes for, uh, for, for Breida and Mostert looking at, uh, some of the uh, football app outsiders metrics there. Let's see first in the adjusted line yards, uh, in, in the running game, and then first an adjusted sack rate in hmm. the passing game, which is not something you see very often. So right now they are they are rock and rolling, and just hope that we can keep everything you know, going in the same direction in uh, in week five and and up to the point where we get uh, Steely back, yeah, for know, sure as as the anchor in that line. So my my MVP of the the first three weeks, as important as that is, is the uh, the Forty ers offensive lineman. Very cool, very cool, I th- and 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 reasonable. And I, we're we're going to mention something about them a little bit later, um, as well. So more on that to come, folks. Uh, so on to LVP, so the least valuable player. This was actually harder than I thought it was going to be. Um, I don't know if you what you thought about that, but um, it was sort of. I don't know if it was just me feeling bad about like singling out one player who's <laughs> been particularly bad, um, but also because across the board they've played pretty well on both sides of of the of the ball so there hasn't been a whole lot to sort of be like oh well this is going horribly or this is bad or anything like this um but i am going to uh go stay on the defensive side of the ball for my least viable player um and it's it's an unfortunate one it's not one that i'm super excited about but you alluded to it earlier um and that is uh free safety tarvarius more um now more has not been like awful by any stretch of the imagination um, I think he's managed to 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 be okay, and there hasn't been a, a whole lot in the way of uh, of things that have got past him. So it's not as if teams are just sort of like chucking over his head and running past him. Um, although you alluded to a particularly uh, bad angle that he took on the uh, uh, the touchdown to Juju Smith's Juju Smith Schuster um, <laughs> in the uh, Steelers game, where he just kind of went a, a little bit. Uh, crazy uh, just had and just went completely off the rocker um, and missed the angle completely um, so you know it's, it's of course as you said before it's to be understood you know they tried to move him from from safety to cornerback last year and now he's going back to safety so there are some certain expectations that he um, would have a rough time kind of moving back but I think there were some expectations coming into the um, coming out of the preseason that he had done well enough to for people to be like, oh, yeah, he's the starter, everything's fine. Um, but for me, the big thing that he has has done that has not been um, is is create any separation between himself and, and Jimmy Ward, as we were talking, to, er, uh, talking about earlier. Um, he's been fine, um, and there are certain, certainly some things he needs to, to clear up. Um, but he is, he does not so far at least appear to be the long-term answer, um, at the position. And he's certainly not going to necessarily, it's not like Jimmy Ward's coming back this week and they're like, Oh, sorry, Jimmy, you're going to have to hang out on the bench because Tarverius Moore is holding the position down. So you're just going to be the backup 
at safety and across the defensive backfield. Um, it's not as if they're not going to be thinking about picking up a free safety and free agency or possibly early in the draft next year. Um, I don't think that he's done enough to, to make them think that. Now, again, he's young. It's really only his rookie year, considering last year didn't count because he didn't play safety at all. Um, but he just hasn't done enough to me to feel like, oh, yeah, we really got it handled in that in that position uh, at this point. He has been... A- a disappointment, at least from the point where, was it Bob Salah? Is, is that what Bob, uh, Bob Salah? Bo- yeah, yeah. Um, Bob Bob Salah. Bob Salah. Uh, yep. Bo- mm-hmm. Booger uh, McFarland called him. I don't know. It was like one day he went from, you know, this guy's worlds away from being a starter. There's no way this guy's starter caliber. To, you know, this, this guy's you know, starting caliber safety for us who's gonna be starting week one so right right right. yeah from the point that that started he's been a little bit more the former than the latter Mm -hmm. and uh and i mean he hasn't he hasn't been bad but he's definitely been helped out by both the scheme and the the pressure that the foreigners you know front four have gotten on the opposing quarterback so he hasn't been tested too much he hasn't really had to make too much in the way of of uh big plays and he's uh a guy who's you know w- you know willing to come up and make plays in the in the run game, which is which is positive. You know, but there there has been some miscommunication in on some of the you know, the deeper uh, cover three plays, which, which you don't really know if it's his fault or it's the fault of the uh, of the of the cornerback. And, and of course, that the, the juju miss <laughs> miss angle, if you can mm-hmm. even call it that, that, uh, that I may still be having nightmares about. <laughs> yeah, that, that was that was just, um, just it was so it was so hard to see in person. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But you know, all in all, I mean, it's not like the guy's tor- he's not terrible. He's he's a uh, he's a young player who's you know, played some you know, well, played a fair amount of of safety in in college. Not necessarily where he's playing right now, and then converted to corner, and then converted back to safety. So, yeah, I don't know what we can really expect from a guy like that so early in the season. So maybe we're being too critical, but right on on a team that's um, you know, like I said, nineteen and zero, and has a point one percent chance of uh, of going undefeated this year. You know, I mean, you got, you got to find problems somewhere, I guess. So right? Yeah, and and the problem we found was in more. Yeah, and the big thing is that he's not he hasn't done anything you know, maybe save for that, that juju touchdown. That's been like ultimately a killer to the defense. So I think it's a testament, as you alluded to, to the rest of the defense that even though he's been sort of mediocre, that it hasn't shot the defense in the foot because in a scheme like this, where it's a single high safety, there is a lot of, there are a lot of opportunities for this, for the free safety to, to shoot his team in the foot. Um, and he hasn't done that. He just hasn't been spectacular and, or even necessarily solid on a regular, on the regular basis yet. So he'll get there. Um, and if not, man, yeah, they'll figure something else out. I got, um, so Chris onto, uh, your least valuable player, uh, for the first three weeks for the 49ers. I believe you said that, you know, th- this is a, uh, a, a difficult decision <laughs> to make. Uh, and it was for me, um, not so much <laughs> up until the uh, the final two minutes of the Steelers game. Yeah, but my man's going to be uh, Dante Pettis, who prior to that last very 
very nice play that that one before he enters the ball game. Uh, just was uh, he's been an absolute non-factor th- this season, uh, especially in the season where he was you know, slated to be a number one receiver who was you know, you know hopefully going to be a uh, you know a thousand yard guy and a guy you can trust near the goal line due to his you know ability as a threat in the red zone. He's a guy who can get off the line quickly and and, uh, and make the play when the ball's in the air like he uh, like he did at uh, University of Washington. He's just done absolutely nothing other than you know, catch. I guess other than that one touchdown, he was he's been four for five. We've on his five targets, and one of those targets was an interception that he sort of uh, alligator armed. Yeah. So he, so he has. Uh, even even with his uh, his touchdown catch, which which was a, a very very nice play on his part, yeah, kind um, of important, and, and, ho- too. and hopefully it will be the turning point in his season slash career. I think it's twenty seven yards total receiving <laughs> in three games, which is not it's, so hot. And you know, l- losing your job to a rookie or just not seeing the field and and not being in there very much in the beginning of the season. Uh, he's you know apparently worked his way out of the doghouse and, and hopefully um, his time with Garoppolo and and you know, the, the way that you could just tell the Garoppolo trusted him on that on that play he probably shouldn't have gone there but <laughs> went there but, but went there yeah, anyway think. and you know, didn't necessarily read the the play properly but uh, you know, in Shanahan's offensive system that you know the nice thing is you, you can be right even when you're wrong uh, you know when you have the talent that you know in Garoppolo with his quick release and aggressive nature as well as as Pettis's uh football intelligence even though he's only a second year player combined with uh what can only be described as elite athletic ability so I mean he's a guy who I, I don't I don't think it will seem too much on on special teams on punt returns but he needs to focus on becoming a wide receiver and and uh, or potentially a quarterback because I think his quarterback rating is 118, isn't it? Yeah, still one yep. pass. So mm-hmm. yeah, so yeah, we have a a decent what, fifth or sixth quarterback, however many we have on the roster. I mean, I hope. And then uh, hopefully someday we will we'll have a a, you know, a competent you know one A type of receiver in, in Pettis. Um, you know, they got more more of the, more of the kind of guy who uh, who we saw the, the latter half of. Uh, of the 2018 season and uh, a lot less of the guy we saw the, the first two and a half weeks of the uh, you know, 2019 season. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, you know, I, I think eventually he'll get there. I mean, I've seen a lot of, uh, of, of, uh, you know, of, yeah, I've seen a lot of uh, video of him still doing the things that he needs to do to get open. Um, so I don't know what's going on there. If maybe that's just Garoppolo's not seeing him or whatever might be going on. I mean, he's he's still you know catching the ball when they're throwing it to him. Other than the uh, the the only time that he didn't catch the ball was on that interception against the Steelers. So that's good. Um, he's caught every other ball that's been thrown to him. Um, so that that certainly you know, points him heading in the right direction. Um, and hopefully he'll get some more opportunities here, um, in the coming weeks. Cause I really like the guy and I think he can, he can really help us out. So I, I totally agree. I, I, uh, I didn't necessarily like the pick at the time. Um, just cause this you know, second round pick and you're really looking for a guy who could be a, a number one. And I, I think his upside is more of a one a, but he, I mean, he, 
He has those Gumby like moves where, <laughs> yeah, it's like, I'm not really sure this guy has, uh, has bones or, or what the deal is off the line. I'm just glad I'm not, don't have to cover him because yeah. some of those, those, uh, those moves off the line and the guy's just, you know, the corner's just running the wrong direction. You're like, man, this, this guy can really play. It's like, how is this guy not getting in, you know, a 49ers offense that, that has no elite wide re- receivers? So ho- hopefully that'll change. Hopefully, whatever, whatever drama happened before, you know, totally gone. Yeah, I think I think the worst thing he ever did was just say that he liked cats over dogs. <laughs> if, if, he just, if, if he just had never said that, I don't think that the 49ers fan base would That's have it. the opinion that they do. That's what him. happened, so for sure. That was unfortunate moving to his part, but yeah, it is what it is. <laughs> All right, well... Um, with those things in mind, we are going to turn our attention uh, to the next uh, game on the 49ers' schedule, which is a home game against the Cleveland Browns on Monday Night Football. Uh, the Browns come into town on the strength of a absolute just demolition of uh, the uh, the Baltimore Ravens last week. It was it was uh, they uh, you know pretty well took them took them down. Um, uh, it was a forty to twenty-five loss for the Ravens, a win for the for the Browns. Um, the Browns, who have been subject to a lot of uh, what's the scrutiny over the the course of the first three weeks of the season, um, after they got beat up pretty badly by um, Tennessee in Week One, and then they looked better against the Jets in Week Two. But everybody was like, "Well, yeah, but it's the Jets." Um, and then they turned around and didn't look so great in a loss to. Uh, the Rams in week three and now and now they're doing this sort of back and forth thing. So they're they're two and two. They have loss win, loss win, which obviously means, you know, we're gonna go back and forth. Uh and they're due for another loss this week. Um but uh the biggest uh concern for the uh Browns so far this year has been their offense. Their defense has actually been performing pretty well um in uh in their games uh and helped, you know, keep a um other than the those the Titans the Titans game they they kept the Jets under control they played really well against uh against the Rams in that game and held that high powered offense just 20 points even though they did lose um but thinking about the game that they're coming off of against Baltimore um does that win over the Ravens convince you Chris that um this Browns team is going to be the team that they were hyped up to be in the off season um, no, it, it does not. <laughs> I don't think that a, a lot of non, non-Brown, actually even a lot of Browns fans will, you know, would definitely agree that the Browns were overhyped this year so, as the 49ers were probably overhyped last year, but yeah, for sure. Yeah. You know, but you know, to a greater extent, cause you know, I, I think most NFL fans outside of that division, you know, they want the Browns to win because it's just been so long. Like, I don't, can't even remember the Browns winning, you know, since I was born. <laughs> they went so, to the playoffs a bunch of years ago with Derek Anderson. They finished like ten and six. Uh, that was in this century, and that's yeah. that's it. Yeah, and 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 ten and six was was with right. Derek Anderson was correct. Was it. Correct. Yeah. So so if if that's the if that's the highlight of your uh, your your franchise, and yeah, that's it. So, somewhat problematic and uh, <laughs> a little bit. And, but one thing I thought that was extremely odd is, you know, I mean, their their fans are awesome. I mean, they have—I don't know how they get their fans out there 
to cheer the way they do every year when they keep keep losing losing games yeah, and, and hiring bad coaches. But in so Cleveland, some of, some of they're zero and two at home and two and zero on the road. <laughs> and I read Maybe. that I'm like I was like that's what? strange. I, I didn't I had the time to uh, to take a look at the last time that happened for them, but it's I mean it must be forever. <laughs> I mean I don't know if it's back in the. Uh, yeah, within the last uh, the last decade or not, but I have to imagine it's, it's um, probably closer to when I was born that they uh, <laughs> that they uh, were some, somehow able to win their first two two games on the road. So winning the first three games on the road, I say impossible. So yeah, well, yeah. and take into account again that the Jets were one of those two games. Um, so, you know, uh, yeah. just saying, just just throwing that out there. Um, yeah, yeah I, and I tend to agree with you about about that. I, I I don't know that Baltimore's defense is is as good this year as they have been. I think we're playing a little bit of like, oh yeah, it's the Ravens. They're good at defense, kind of thing. Um, in the same way that we do with a lot of teams, like we tend to say that about like I think we talked about that with the Steelers last week. Like, oh yeah, the Steelers they're good at defense. They play good defense, and I don't. I don't know that that necessarily holds up from, from year to year because, you know, things change, players change, coaches change, all that kind of stuff. So I don't know that the the, uh, the Ravens are necessarily the the, uh, the litmus test by which we want to look at the Ram – or, sorry, at the um, at the, the Browns' offense. Um, we know that they didn't put up any fight against the Titans. Uh, we know that they couldn't really get it going against the Rams, who have been sort of eh, up and down on – on defense as well. Um, and the only, the two games that they got it going were, as you noted, on the road, um, one against a very suspect opponent and the other against a team that I don't know if their defense is very good. Um, they've had, especially the, the, the Ravens especially, have had horrible secondary um, time in the secondary and they've given up just yards on yards and I, I just don't know what, what's going on there. Um but there are certainly some some numbers to pay attention to, and I'm just going to throw these out, um, Chris, and we can we can chat about these uh, if you'd like. Um, so I'm just going to throw out four numbers for you really quickly, um, and I'm not going to give any context, and then we'll we'll talk about what they are. Uh, those numbers are 2.82, 3.35, 2.96, 2.44. Any any guess what those numbers are, Chris? <laughs> Two point eight, three point three, two point nine, and two point four. Two point yeah, four, and then yeah. As far as the, uh, hmm, stats, stats from four uh, from four weeks. There, there are four games. Yes. Three point three. So that's the second game was against. Um, that was the, the Jets. Jets. The yes. Jets, correct? Yep. Uh. I'm not sure. Yeah, so though that is the uh, average time to throw that Baker Mayfield has had in his four games so far this year. Uh, that, that actually make, makes a whole lot of sense <laughs> because because uh, uh, Mayfield was getting the ball really really quickly this 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 last week. Yeah, and and when he was playing against the Jets, he you know. You could break out his lawn chair and just sort of hang out <laughs> back there, right? Um, and and then I guess being in, in the in the middle and the other two. Yeah, yeah. So I guess that that does make sense, and I think that they're going to try to do the exact same thing against the, you know, the Forty ers because it was it was so successful against the the Ravens last week. Right. But I mean, I think most of the success against the Ravens was you know, 
with uh, Chubb you know, ran the ball for <laughs> yeah that helps th- th- three scores and was a uh, 165 yards and I have him nowhere in fantasy and played him everywhere yeah he was <laughs> yeah, on, he so. was on my one of my teams and I, I, it's it's these are the moments where I go why why do I play fantasy football because I care more about the actual game um, and so like I want Nick Chubb to do well for my fantasy team but I also want him to be terrible this week so that he doesn't actually do anything. Or or he can just pick up a lot of meaningless yards and, and not score any touchdowns. That's totally fine, too. Um, but, yeah, so Baker does well when he doesn't, when he doesn't uh, hang out in the pocket very long. That's just the long and the short of it. Um, now, part of this is his offensive line, um, who uh, they've given up 13, 12, 18, and 9 pressures, according to uh, Pro Football Focus, over the first four weeks. Um, and this is a problem because the 49ers defensive line has given, has created 19, 20 and 22 pressures, um, over the first three weeks. Um, so there's a nice little combination thing there, uh, that if the, <laughs> the Browns offensive line plays to where it can, uh, which may not be very good. And the 49ers defensive line plays up to where it can, which has been looking great. Um, and Baker, kind of regresses back to where he's been he's still averaging at about 2.9 uh seconds per uh time to throw on the average if he kind of moves back that direction uh this certainly seems like a way that the 49ers can take advantage of of baker who struggles when uh put under pressure for sure his sack, sack rate is some, somewhere around uh eight percent i think it's like seven seven point nine percent something like that so i mean he he, he gets pressured i think is he is he leading the nfl in Interceptions. I think he's throwing like six. Uh, so you know, he's getting sacked. He's throwing interceptions, and you know the, the Browns win when he doesn't throw interceptions, and the Browns lose when he does throw interceptions. Mm-hmm. So the 49ers need to make him throw interceptions. <laughs> so it's as easy as that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. So yeah, no problem. The NFL teams who need a, need a head coach, just uh, <laughs> come call him. Yeah, we got uh, this. We got this. Magic, all magic worked, ticket. But uh, all worked yeah, out. And, and like, like you said before, yeah, I don't think that. Yeah, I don't think that the Baltimore Ravens defense is is the uh, is the defense that I want to judge all all you know, offenses against because uh, yeah the, the, it's no longer the uh, the Ray Lewis days just like it's no longer the the Palomalo days for the Steelers so any team that's going to allow eight or eight point two yards of carry to to Chubb and and I, I, I like Chubb a lot and he's 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 a great runner but you know he shouldn't be running for eight point two yards of carry no. Yeah, and he shouldn't be getting into the end zone three times. And uh, I think Mayfield still threw for over like almost 350 yards. I think it was like 340 some yards. So everything was was rocking and rolling for the uh, for the Browns in a game that I really hope that they got annihilated because if they had, I, I think that they would have some a lot of articles this week in the in the media there in Cleveland about whether they need another. Uh, you know, change at, at the at, not necessarily all the way up, the, up at the top, but at least uh, with some of the coaching staff, starting with the head coach. But unfortunately, they were able to uh, to take it out on on one of my local teams, and <laughs> yeah, and they they were not happy, especially given the, the history between the two the two franchises. Yeah, yeah, and I think the Browns will come back, you know back down to earth. They they're really up up for that game against the Ravens. You know, put, playing away. It, the Ravens are they have a a fan base that's um it's a, it's a little bit it's a little bit rough to play in front of them. <laughs> yeah. 
which we'll find so out. I don't we'll find out later in the year. On right? the field, but I definitely speak from experience on the uh, sideline. I don't think I've ever, ever actually seen the 49ers beat them like, ever. <laughs> I don't and, know that uh, they. I mean, and, and I've we'll, seen them we'll play talk a about lot. that more when we uh, when we get to that to that game. But that's an interesting number to keep in mind. Um, so I want to throw one other set of of numbers at you uh, really quickly, and then we'll move on to predictions and and uh, wrap things up. Um, so as much as the 49ers defensive line um, can be a problem for the Bear, for the Browns, I don't know why I keep calling the Bears. Uh, the Browns uh, offensive line. Uh, we also have to pay attention to that matchup on the other side of the ball. Um, Cleveland's defensive line is also quite good. Um, and so far in four games has generated 16, 20, 19 and 17 pressures um, in those games. So they got some, some good players. Um, obviously miles Garrett is there. They have some, uh, some other, you know, pretty stacked uh, players, including uh, one. And this is just a sort of a local flavor. Uh, the first uh, University of North Carolina, Charlotte uh, player to be drafted in the into the NFL. Uh, Larry Ogunjobi is over there um, at the defensive tackle position. So they've got players across that defensive line who can produce um, who can produce pressure and get to the quarterback. Now the Niners' offensive line has held up pretty well so far in their three games, giving up just five, eight, and seven um, pressures. And more importantly, Jimmy Garoppolo's time to throw is just a hair over two and a half seconds. Um, uh, per on on the average, that's good, and part of that is is helping with those pressure numbers. Uh, him getting the ball out quickly, um, and I think it's really important that he continues to do that because if there is something that Cleveland will be able to do um, to sort of stop uh, the the 49ers offense, it is going to be that pass rush. Uh, because frankly, if you get it into their defensive backfield everything will be a little bit better. Uh, so it's just a matter of, of getting away from that pass rush. And if you're able to do that, I think they're going to be in, in pretty good shape. But if they find themselves unable to to do that, I think that's where trouble might might come for them in that case. What do you think about that, Chris? I would like it if Joe Staley was back and <laughs> available for the, for the, this game. Yeah. So it's it's, it's going to be a tough one. Yeah. Uh, I'm hoping that Garoppolo stays healthy for this game because he, he's going to be pressured and he's going to be pressured off and he's going to get hit a lot. Just like the, you know, I think, I think the, the, the Steelers sort of, uh, um, you know, I think set, set the, uh, set the game plan for, on, for upcoming weeks for other teams. It's just really, really pressure Garoppolo. You know, keep, keep hitting him hard. Hope, hope that the four ers turn the ball over and uh, hope that you can take advantage of some of these younger, uh, less experienced offensive linemen on the uh, on, you know, on the 49ers, uh offensive line. Yeah. So, so, so you know, the, the Browns, um, you know, they're they're a lot better against the the pass than they are against against the run. I think they were they're like a, a bottom, definitely a bottom half team against the run, whereas they're you know a top ten team against the pass, like you know, football outsiders DVO, DVOA type of um mm-hmm. you know metrics and, it, and it's um actually you know, sort of the opposite on the offensive side of the ball where the <laughs> uh, where they're you know can't throw very, very close to the bottom right uh, as a passing team and then they're um i mean they're not elite as as a running team even even after last week they weren't they weren't elite 
as a, as a running team, but they're you know, definitely in the top half. So I, I think that the 49ers you know, offense and defense sort of matches up well against them because the 49ers are fairly good at running the ball. A little and, bit, yeah, uh, yeah. You know, They're very good at uh, stopping um, you know, well, so far the the run game and the pass game. Yeah. So yeah, so I think that they're. Uh, I think that it's a it's a good matchup for San Francisco. It's going to be a very interesting Monday night game. Uh, it'd be you know, sort of nice if they didn't give uh, Cleveland the extra day of uh, of rest after playing <laughs> the uh, the Ravens. But so goes the every you know, the schedule every year with with, with the Forty Nineers. I always always seem to get the short end of the stick one way or another. Yeah. But yeah, it, it, it should be a uh, should be a game that the Forty Niners, given their their um, the, the difference in talent levels in both the the players on the field as well as the talent level of the coaching staffs, uh, mm. I think the Forty Niners are the the better team and the team that really should win. Yeah, and uh, unfortunately, the the Browns were able to uh, come away with a, a big win last uh, last week, but hopefully they have a letdown. Yeah. That's the upcoming weekend, week five. Agreed. So why don't you go ahead and tell us uh, your prediction for the game then, Chris, based on that, since you were just sort of, you really wanted to say it. I could hear you, but you were waiting for the for the right time. So here's your time. Tell us what you think the prediction, final score for this game, Niners, Browns, Monday Night Football. I can't go with a, a 49ers loss because that's really going to ruin my night. I don't know. <laughs> All right. So, so I definitely have the 49ers you know, win, winning this one. I could really see it going one of two ways. A 49ers just total blowout or a, a game that really comes down to the wire. I think it's going to be the latter. Yeah. 49ers, they were lucky to win last week, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, they have a week off. You know, after coming off of a bye, they're, they haven't been, been the, uh, <laughs> they haven't been quite as successful as you would expect a team to be coming off by. In the um, in past season, so hopefully that's something they can change this year. Looking at the line, I think it opened at four forty ers which I thought was a little bit low. Yeah, and then, and then and then pretty much all of the bets have been going on that coming in on the forty ers side, which is pretty surprising. I think it was eighty eighty two percent last time I checked. Wow! But yet yet the the lines go down to three and a half. So um, I, I don't do a lot of betting, but, yeah. but just from a fantasy perspective, pay a lot of attention to the uh, to line movement and. And are, you know, I'm definitely, definitely uh, afraid of uh, reverse line movement, so I don't like that. <laughs> so, so I think this is going to be a one score game and uh, fairly close to the over under. So I'm going to predict a 24-20 victory for the 49ers, and the difference there will be uh, an extra touchdown for San Francisco and 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 uh, you know, the. The, the vaunted 49ers defense uh, holding the uh, <laughs> holding um, Mayfield and the uh, and, and then the Browns to a, uh, a field goal instead of getting the ball in the end zone. So that's my yeah. uh, prediction. 20, 20, 24-20 to 24-20 49ers. 24-20. That's two weeks in a row. Or two games in a row, I should say, 24-20. That would be interesting. Um, I'm going to be in the relative same boat. Um, I think it's slightly higher scoring. I'm going at 28-24 49ers. Um, I think that the game will work out a lot of the same way that the Steelers game did, minus all the turnovers. I think it's just going to be one of those things where um, there will be stretches where I, both offenses struggle to get going a little bit. 
maybe some fits and starts offensively just because both defenses are really good. Um, and that's just the way of it. Um, and I think that's how that's going to work out. It'll be you know, maybe a late touchdown to get the win and we'll, uh, we'll see how that goes. But I, I, I think they're going to get a win and move the record to four and O on the season. So that is, uh, that's that. I'm, I'm looking forward to the game. Um, Monday night football, prime time. Let's do this. I'm assuming my prediction wasn't 24-20 last week, was it? No, but we won the game 24-20 yeah, last yeah, week. Yeah, That's yeah, what I meant. remember that. I was like, I don't, I don't believe my, I was quite that accurate. Well, you know, like last week when I guaranteed that uh, you know, after, after we won the, the, uh, the, the, the game, we would uh, continue undefeated throughout the, the bye week. Uh, <laughs> I guarantee you if it's 24-20, it will not be the same 24-20 game that the Fortnite had against the Steelers. I hope three. not. So I can't really handle that. Significantly different from that game. Hopefully, a lot, uh, a lot smoother, smoother of a game, and and a lot fewer turnovers for sure. For sure. So, yeah. Okay. Well, uh, ladies and gentlemen, thanks again for listening uh, to this uh, latest edition of the Niner Noise Podcast, part of the Fan Sided Podcast Network. Uh, please check us out on your uh, favorite podcasting platform, whether not be would that be uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Play. Stitcher, wherever else you might get your uh, podcasts. Um, we'd also appreciate it if you, if you would leave us a nice review. Uh, give us that nice five-star review. Um, and also if you would share uh, the podcast with any 49er fan friends that you might have um, in your general vicinity. We would appreciate all of your feedback and all of your uh, ears to listen to the podcast. Um, so until next time, we will see you next week. Niner fans, have a great one. See you then. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.